Well, we're listening away today, Katona Whitlock Bill. With your hosts, Craig, Rich, and Dave. Some people claim that they're not that funny. Well, what'd you expect? They're not getting paid. Welcome to Whitlockville, a Katona podcast. I'm Rich Knopke along with Craig Johnson and Dave Becker. We're on lucky podcast number 13, or if you're superstitious, or even just a little stitious, we could skip 13 and go straight to 14, like they do in eleva- uh, in apartments, apartment buildings in New York City. You're yeah, familiar? indeed, indeed. So, uh, are we sure? Uh, if you're also superstitious, you can actually count to see how many we've done? I did. I did. Are you sure this is 13? I did, yeah, because okay. you said it before, and then I just wanted to make sure. You did it again. Yes. Okay. So we're, this is 13. Well, 13 and a half, because remember, we had those extra three minutes with Jessica. That's right. So uh, 13. Um, either way, we've got a great podcast today, and already it's smelling a little better in our podcast studio than usual, <laughs> as we have Victoria Fish with us. Good one. Thank you. Victoria is nice. owner of the downtown Katona store, Eva, where she sells a lot of great items, including her own line of perfumes and cologne. We'll do a deeper intro of Victoria uh, just ahead of our interview with her. But in the meantime, welcome. Thank you. Feel free to jump in with anything. If you want to, don't laugh. If you don't, don't feel like you have to laugh. <laughs> oh, already you're off to a good start. You're <laughs> laughing. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, um, we've got a, a couple of things here today. I, I've got... Um, Four stories here. This is sort of like a choose-your-own-adventure. I want you guys to pick the story of these four. I'm going to give you like a little brief synopsis and tell me the story um, that you want a little bit more of a deeper dive into. And maybe we have our own experiences we could share of this. So um, number one, uh, Bengals fan, uh, a Bengals fan, uh, sleeps inside uh, after his team, uh, Cincinnati, won their first game of the year against the Jets. He had slept on his roof. Cincinnati won. He was able to come inside. Hold that. That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Would you ever do that? Totally. You could do that. I could see you doing that. Absolutely. Who, do you have a football 100%. team? Do you care about 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 football? Uh, Giants. Giants. Okay. Yeah. And, and the oh, Rhinos. And, and, oh, and the, sorry, and sorry, the, the Rhinos. Right. And we keep on winning, so you don't even have to worry about sleeping on a on a <laughs> roof. Right. He, so this right. guy slept on a roof, and then he, he for like ten weeks. Uh, number two, this one is very Christmas like. You might want to you might want to pick this one. Uh, an Arizona teenager gets stuck in chimney while trying to get into her house. Mm. <laughs> you're laughing and nodding as though this is this is something that that you could relate to. I'm just. And when you say you, you're talking about Dave. Dave, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, this isn't TV. Thanks, Craig. I think this one is more. That was like pointing out with the alligator who's going to try and feed a yeah. beer. I appreciate that. Same. That's great. This Thank one you. is more Dave-like. Story number three: uh, Too much exercise could lead to making bad decisions. New study suggests. Ooh. Ooh. How often are you running these days? Pretty often, uh, right? Fairly often. Yeah. Fairly often. Yeah, that, Maybe I, that in itself is a bad decision is what you're saying. It could be. I, I wouldn't exercise. There's nothing in it. There's nothing good that can happen from exercise. Um, maybe. But I, I'm curious to hear more about this if there's a – but go ahead. I if, we, if you guys – if you don't choose that story, I will send you the article. So may, I think your name was in there. Um, okay. If, I mean if, if, if eventually you look like a Richard Simmons and you, like, you, you start wearing Does the short happen? shorts – the tank top. If I got the hair back, that actually might work oh out pretty God. well. But we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll have to take a look at I that. I have seen you do that once or twice. 
So it's great to have neighbors. Yeah. Uh, and Richard Simmons, is, is he still, is he still, is he okay? Is he still alive? Is, is he, that what you want to yeah. say? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Because there was this whole thing that he was like oh. somehow abducted or like he wasn't well and people were keeping him from the public. There's a whole oh, Richard no. Simmons thing. I think I got, you're, you're looking to see. I'm, I'm looking to see. Okay. So get back to me on yes. that. Now, story number four. And I don't know if Catherine from the DAPC is um, who we had on a couple podcasts ago would approve of this statewide tagline. Um, I don't know if you heard about this. South Dakota, uh, their new, it's a PSA. Um, And it says, meth, we're on it. Have you seen that one? (laughs) No. That's amazingly horrible. (laughs) It's amazingly horrible. And it was a PSA and everybody's complaining about like how horrible it is. But they're like. Meaning like we're on it? Like. Like we're on the We've problem. Got it it, the double control. on the double entendre, um, and so it 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 did what it was supposed to do, which was get people to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Look, we're here in Katona, New York, talking about uh, South Dakota yeah. PSA. So it obviously worked. There, um, there they had one, so it got everybody talking about it. Never, mm-hmm. So they are happy with that, um, but it does sound sort of funny. the The other one that they had in in uh, the PSA they had in two thousand fourteen, um, and they had to pull this this ad. This had had to come down. It was. Um, an innuendo-laced road safety campaign warning people not to overcorrect their steering wheel on icy roads. The tagline, do you guys want to guess what it was? Do you want to, no guesses? Uh, Don't overcorrect your steering wheel on icy roads. South Dakota tagline for this campaign. I'll tell you, because you guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. I I was focused on Richard Simmons. We'll get to that in one second. The tagline was, don't jerk and drive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Richard Simmons. <laughs> so Richard Simmons, uh, the, I guess there was a rumor that his housekeeper had been keeping him hostage. Mm. Uh, but um, with some very emphatic all cap text messages, uh, he was emphatically uh, denying that. It seems to be everything's okay. Okay. Which good. Is good. But good. I'm, I'm, you, you picked up on that. It was a couple of years ago. It was. Okay. But he's all good. And, and, and Richard Simmons, uh, does it say anywhere in there that he has or doesn't have ties to Katona? Uh, not that I can tell, but I will look up on the white pages because if I can find something. Okay. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like the Adam Sandler thing, like O.J. Simpson, not, not a Jew. It's like Richard Simmons, not a Katona. <laughs> not a Katona. <laughs> not a Katona. <laughs> that could be part of your song that you're working on. That could be. Work that in there. <laughs> Uh, okay, so which which of those four stories do you want to delve into just a little bit? I'm interested, given the time of year, I'm interested to hear how the woman got stuck in the chimney. Okay. I, I think I like it number two. All right, let's, go two. let's go with it. So uh, a teenager, this is from Newsweek, a teenager in Arizona got locked, locked out of her home recently. So naturally, she decided to get inside by climbing to the roof and trying to go in through the chimney. Uh, this was, by the way, at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So unless there were some day shenanigans going on, it wasn't like a late night, like, I can't get in, I don't want to wake my parents up. Yeah. Uh, what she wasn't counting on was getting lodged above the chimney's flue. The flue was not open. Ooh. Can you, your, Victoria's like, like, no. No, you don't Horrible. like the, the sound of Horrible. that at all. Horrible. She goes, I didn't know it was blocked at the bottom. I never thought it was blocked at the bottom. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, uh, despite freaking out, she's able to call her sister and 911 from inside the chimney. Firefighters had to come and get her out. I mean, can you imagine just sitting, you know, in that tight, confined space? Panic. Yes, panic. Uh, firefighters got her out. I don't know what I was thinking. 
Um, she said. I wonder if Santa ever has that problem. Have you ever heard of, of Santa having that issue? No. I mean, I'm just amazed that she wouldn't break a window and she would actually attempt to go through a chimney. And she, she must She got down, down pretty good. Feet first, right? Because how... You can't have to. Head first. I don't know how you do that. That's not... Without losing consciousness. It's no. like American Ninja Warriors, right? You've got your hands on either side, your feet on either side, and you just, like, you shimmy down. But I, I'm surprised that you couldn't just force the flu open, right? I mean, I would think you'd be able to do that. Right? Yeah. If you if you put enough pressure on the flu, you should be able to open it. I guess not. Obviously not. We should try that. When I get home tonight, it'll be the first <laughs> yes. thing I do. It'll be perfect. Bring I mean, you might not be able to do it, but one of the kids, perhaps. Yeah. Just give it a shot. Let someone know you're in there. Yeah, Remy's been bothering me recently, so we'll, we'll put him in. That's fine. He'll be the subject. That works. <laughs> he seems like he'd be strong. He'd, he'd probably be able to get through that, that flow. Maybe. Yeah. I'll let you know. Next podcast. So I don't know about you guys. For, for me, I didn't. there was one time where I got home late uh, when I was a, either in high school or college, and um, I guess my parents thought, that I was not coming home that night or they just forgot and they, they set the alarm on the house. So I, I had walked in and the alarm goes off. It's like two in the morning. And my dad comes running down the stairs like a bull. And I'll never forget this. He, the alarms are going off. He's like, who's there? Who's there? And he's like got his fist in a ball. And his, uh, his T-shirt, his white T-shirt, was tucked in and through and below his tidy whiteies. <laughs> I have no idea what he was thinking he was going to do. It was not the look of a man who was going to, like, tame a robber. But it was like, I'll never forget. His ball, fists are balled oh, up and, like, God. charging down the stairs. But the courage of that man. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you had to sleep very safely and soundly after that. I really did. I really Somebody who, who felt that confident in himself to run down in that sort of um, uh, outfit and attire. So do you, did, did he sleep with the shirt tucked exactly in? Or did he, like, did he, get out, did he get up out of bed and was no. like, he's all, I got to tuck in and I'm, go, I'm going in. I'm like I, I I never saw him sleep, okay. uh, and so I don't know. But I have to believe that that was the way that he would sleep. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Extra snuggled. And I could be way off on this. This is the mind of like a, a remembrance of you know something that happened right. almost thirty years ago. You know, as a teenager. That's a great sort of th- visual. You know, <laughs> right? Did he have black? Did he have black socks on as well? <laughs> I think he does sleep with socks. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Anyway, you'll if you see my dad, if you meet I, my dad, I'll yeah. never bring it up. You can, but you'll you'll like you'll giggle for sure. And and now everybody in Katona, I don't know if he's listening to the podcast. I hope he's not at this point. He's gonna get yeah. not so happy with me. Um, okay, uh, one other thing. Where is it? Uh, do I have it somewhere? Uh, who is it? Time Magazine reported on their top 10 podcasts of 2019. Did we make it? So I got really excited as I clicked <laughs> on the article. Like, you know that feeling you're like, you just want to be, you want to be on it. Um, it's like a delicate balance, right? Because like they, so they started counting down from 10 down to one. Rich, added, the suspense is killing me already. Right. <laughs> you get to, you get from 10 to one, they have descriptions and like, you're like, you just want to be on it. And so the first couple go and you're like, okay, we're not on it. And then you're like, well, maybe we're, we're number one. And so it's a matter of, are we number one or are we just not on it at all? Um, you're number one. We, I'm, we, I'm, didn't, I'm, we didn't make it. 
Did we get an honorable mention, though? Not even that. I was thinking at least an honorable mention. That would have been nice. Um, so we'll have to figure out a way to submit a dishonorable mention. <laughs> that we got. That we definitely got. So we did not make that. Um, the what num- was number one? Yeah, good question. Hold on one second. Uh, number five was Moonface, whatever that is. Uh, Moonface. Number four was Last Days of August, but that seems like a very short-lived uh, podcast. Uh, number one was 1619. Uh, 400 years after the frigate uh, White Lion brought slavery to America, a New York Times writer uh, frames the country's history through the lens of that institution. All right, well, I guess that should be number one. Sounds like that has a little more gravitas than ours. <laughs> Just a bit. They're not talking about men running down their stairs <laughs> with white t-shirts yeah. tucked into tiny white. But if they were, we would be the number one podcast for that <laughs> genre. <laughs> of that genre. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, we're good. Thank you for participating in, that, in those shenanigans. We're gonna. Um, I'm gonna turn it over to Dave. Great. To um, to do a proper and formal intro of Victoria Fish. Thanks, Rich. Uh, we are pleased to welcome uh, Victoria Fish to the podcast. Uh, Victoria and I uh, share a kinship in that we were both rooted in good old Chappaqua. We were um, Quakers. That's right, go Quakers. Uh, so Victoria lived in Chappaqua for some time, then made her way out to the mean streets of Los Angeles, where her store, which now resides in Katona, was first born at Los yeah. Angeles. Um, spent about 14, 15 years in Los Angeles, and then uh, moved here with her son, Luke, uh, who was in the aforementioned uh fifth grade flag football team rhinos uh, to Katona where she now operates Ebba uh, right in the middle of town so we are pleased to have Victoria on the podcast thanks Thank so you. much for joining very exciting to be here I appreciate the lie so no, it's true. It's true. I've been waiting for the invitation since you started we, so. we actually it's funny we when we started going through our list you have definitely been on uh, from the beginning, we're also excited to have you here and kind of talk about your, your dealings in Katona yeah. and your presence in the community. And I think what would be helpful, um, a good start would be, so you, you operated EBA in Los Angeles for 14 years. Um, as you came back to Katona, was it yes. always the thought that this is going to work? Mm. Is it the same store? Is it the same model? Or what was your thinking as you came back here thinking, how was I going to make my presence well, here. I came back with zero intention of having a retail store because I had a wholesale and I had an online business. And retail in Los Angeles had been very challenging for me. And even though I was on Melrose Avenue next to Fred Siegel, it just was, it was hard. It was, uh, Los Angeles is a driving town. If you don't have parking, people don't walk to get to your store. So when I moved back here and was renting a house in Katona and walking my stroller with Luke in it up and down, I slowly just started feeling that pull again, that that pull like, no, that's not what you should be doing right now. Do not be looking at retail spaces and wondering what the cost per square foot is. (laughs) That's not a good idea. Um, And then just on a lark, I'm a very research-oriented person. I just went on LoopNet and wanted to know what is the square cost per square foot. And then I saw a picture of what is now my space, and I said, wow, that's a Katona General Store. They've been there since 92. 
it can't possibly be that store that's for rent. And indeed it was. I it was thought, a general store before that? It's called the Katona General Store. But what's interesting is if you look at a, there's a silent movie of Katona that you can look at online. And my store is in that video. And there's a gentleman with an apron that opens a screen door, walks outside, waves, and goes back inside. <laughs> so it was probably an actual general store. Yeah. But the Goldfingers who own that, that building, I guess, because it had maybe once been a general store, named their business the Katona General Store. Okay. So then um, when I opened, I would say in the first year, I did better in Katona than I had done all the years I'd been open in LA. No and kidding. I, yeah, and I can completely attribute that to who who lives in Katona, what I was offering, just the synergy of what was happening, um, and also just that I was in the right place finally. And that was just the retail? Yes. The revenue just from the retail? Yes. That's yes. How much different is it today versus the stuff that you were selling back then? Um, I When I originally opened, it was mainly housewares. Okay. I sold no clothing. I had very little um, jewelry. Um, I slowly figured out that uh, people would say, oh, do you have, I would have like little bits of things. And then you pay attention. Those are the things that got gobbled up. And the plates and the napkins and the jars and would just stay and someone once had said to me you need to look at your space your retail space as a dollar bill everywhere and if that dollar bill hasn't been taken off the wall and used you need to change that dollar bill so like it's all about keeping things new and fresh and and just I have people that come believe it or not three four times a week just to see like, oh, what do you have now? And so it's important for me. I don't order pre-order, I order weekly <laughs> based yeah. on what maybe Judith Schmidt wanted yeah. or you know whoever it is that's coming in and say, oh, you know that lovely scarf you had last you know, spring, do you think you're gonna get those in again? So then that cues me to order that particular brand again. So do you wanna just tell people who might not be familiar yeah. what what is in the store right now and what and what you're currently doing? Sure. I mean, I have my own anything that's scented or smells good in the store, I've made myself. So, if you think about that guy in the apron, that's me now in the back with my wax and my wicks and I pour everything by hand, all candles, all diffusers, all fragrances. And then um jewelry, uh mainly what some people would call costume jewelry. It's not fine jewelry, so it's below a hundred dollars. And then some clothes. Now it's mainly repurposed clothing that's like vintage, upcycled stuff, like these really soft flannels. And then scarves and local art. So that's, and then but it always changes. Yeah. So yeah. That's basically what it is. Have you noticed um, the years that you've been here? One of the things, and we were talking a little bit before we started about the way things have changed in the town and the way that retail has struggled a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to know your thoughts on, do you see the same amount of traffic 
like are there the same Katona is known for being a strolling town people mm-hmm. come in to stroll you hear people about taking the train up they'll go to the museum for a while then they'll come and right. just kind of walk through the town do you see the same volume of pedestrian activity but just fewer buyers well or? what's interesting is i i made um I, ma- I made an observation today i said we still are getting a lot of people in the door um and when they spend, if I look at my sales, if they spend, they're spending exactly the same amount. But of those people that are coming in, fewer of them are actually purchasing. A okay. lot of people are looking and then saying, you know, moving on or I'm meeting a friend for lunch. A lot of people are meeting a friend for lunch. Okay. <laughs> a okay. lot of people are eating. Mm-hmm. And that's a positive because... Yeah. That's how we're feeling better. We're meeting with a friend and telling them what's going on. Yep, yep. So we're, you know, I, I see that as the trend. Yeah. Now, how much of your customer base, mm-hmm. people that are purchasing, are local Katona folks? Anecdotally, do you have any, any sort of I idea about that? I would say 70%, 30% not Katona folks. Mm-hmm. And are those people, what are those 30%? They're just here on a Saturday um, or Sunday eating lunch or something and just so it's interesting on sunday it's almost all out of towners mm-hmm. i'm one of the only stores non-holiday season besides kellogg and lawrence and maybe the pharmacy and a couple other food places that's open on sunday so i do sunday's a good day for me because a lot of stores aren't open mm-hmm. um i would that is sometimes a complaint i hear why aren't why isn't every store yeah. open on sunday yeah. Um, you know, we're all individual people. We're not a corporation. Right. It's very hard to get entrepreneurs to all agree on their hours. Yep. So for me, I'm open seven days a week because I have to be. Can I ask a silly follow-up question? <laughs> Absolutely. How do you know who's in from town and who's not? You ask. Okay. So you say, so are you just visiting? Are you here? Oh. I'm from Hastings, but I love Katona. Oh, I used to live in Katona, but now I live in Danbury, but I always try to come here. I go to church. Or, you know, you just, you have to, if you're in retail and you're not interested in people, you're suffering. Yep. You have to love hearing somebody's story. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, 100%. One of the things that's um, interesting about your space and, and you've made good use of it is you've got, I don't even know what you would call it, you have the side space. The nook. The nook. The sidecar. The sidecar. Yeah, the alley, um, which, which was the Christian Science Reading Room, oh. where you could, just the front part, I don't know if you know, there's a door that opens and underneath the stairs there was a little lady that had books and you could take them out. You say that the front part? Yeah, so it's like the Christian in the front, science in the back sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, it was Jew in the back, <laughs> Christian in the front, <laughs> atheist in the middle. That's a good one. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me totally. collect myself. So, the, so that space, though, so the first time <laughs> that I saw you make use of it yes. was, I think, Memphis Bradford. Mm, has yes. some artwork. So, like, you've had a lot of people showcase different things in there i had put a post on katona parents and said besides a deli (laughs) 
Because every dude on the Dota parents wishes the wooden nickel was back. Was back. And I, I, I don't know what you're talking be about. That guy. Yeah. You know, I can't be like whipping together like pastrami sandwiches. I'm sorry. So, but I put <laughs> just a bacon, egg, and cheese. You don't have to do a pastrami Listen, sandwich. Bacon, egg, and cheese. Would be that fun. I can handle. Okay. 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 Um, so I said, "What do people want to see?" And they said, "Look, I didn't say what stores do you think are missing in Katona. I said, "What would you like to see in this space?" And they said, "Local art, like eighty percent." Okay. And then my next post was, "Do any local artists want to exhibit?" How long ago was this? That was eight. 18, 19 months ago. Okay, so and so I figured out I could probably fit ten or twelve artists in that alleyway yeah. and give them each a six by eight space. I would charge them a hundred dollars a month. I would not take a commission if I sold anything. And I called it the Katona Art Collective. And I soon figured out that it was really hard. It's a full-time job. Um, two of my artists said, we would like to give this a shot and run it and call it 10536. And they tried that for 10 months, and I think they sold some stuff. Okay. Um, my son bought something. Yeah, with your son own, bought something. With his own money. With his own money. Yeah. An amazing piece. Yeah, he was an really like, I really liked piece. it. Yeah. It is. It's an amazing piece. I think it's called when trees dream it's really cool um so this is your son jake yeah jake Nopke has when trees dream in his bedroom awesome yeah it's pretty yeah. it's pretty cool he, he, you know he loves philly sports and art what can i tell you <laughs> he's well-rounded he's well-rounded he's, well yeah. he's a man of katona that's right. <laughs> he's one step ahead of every other eagles fan there is so yeah he's not walking with there's his knuckles scraping green. the ground is that there's what you a lot of green in the painting right it could be eagles related there we go. yes okay. yes okay. green and white yeah there you go what what made you decide to move to la I was pursuing an acting career, and do not Google my name. You won't find nothing. <laughs> like, we literally, like, if I looked right now, we all yeah, like, you'll, yeah. find <laughs> you'll find three things, but it's, it's, it's not important. Okay. Um, so, as you were doing that, you opened a store, too? Like, so, actually, I, I did The Pretender. I was on a few episodes of The Pretender. Um, in the 90s and then was I, that who was in that was that like Scott Bakula who was in that yeah well his name was Scott oh, no it's really horrible nah, I'm probably wrong but it sounded familiar there was the it wasn't Harry Hamlin it was not Hamlin maybe it was time. I don't know uh, it was my one acting job but I did a lot of stand-in work okay for um, this one actress that was on a show called The Profiler so I worked on The Pretender and The Profiler and then um you know, I needed to pay the rent, so I worked at a hair salon for one of my best friends. And then she actually got me a job working um, at Mars Media, which does commercials and music videos. And then I was fired on my birthday, or let go, they that, said. That's not nice. No. Did they and know I, it was your birthday? Uh, yes. Okay. they brought me a cake, and then... <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> yeah. They brought you a cake and a pink slip? Oh, totally. Totally. That's crazy. Crazy. But, you know, those are the great moments when you're like, when you have to yeah. think about what you want to do. And I had always made fragrances since the time I was little, trying to sell my wares in like old bottles my dad would collect to 
neighbors who never purchased from me. And um, so I said, what is it? I, a friend of mine had also lost his job. And he said, if you could do anything, 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 no judgment, what would you do? I said, I would make fragrances. He's like, what are you talking <laughs> about? I was like, no judgment. <laughs> but um, how does one get into it? Like as a child, how did you begin that? Uh, well, there coincidentally, and this is why it's sort of Katona is a full circle place for me. Uh, when I got my license, Katona is where I would go. And there was a place called Katona Central. And she had, you know, all the hippy dippy oils. And Central, by the way, scent troll. Yeah. Scent yeah. troll. That's great. Yes. And I would sit there on the stool and mix my oils with her and talk to her about boys. And she would give me her sage advice. She was a cool hippie. And Deborah Marston. And actually, when I opened Eva Katona, someone came in and said, you know, this reminds me a little of my friend Deborah's shop, and like, there's nothing better That's than that for me. Yeah. yeah. So my wife has gotten your perfume. She's never smelled better. Don't don't listen. I, don't I want made the, her yeah. custom perfume. It was but, fantastic. Yes, yes. There's someone else at this and, table who uh, wears a custom. I don't know Eva if you know scent. that. You, you don't know, know that? that. You? Of course. Get out. I'm an Eva man. Hold yes. On. Get over here. Get over here, you. That's pretty good. That's a nice musk. That's great. You've got a, a nice musk upon you. Upon you. Yes. <laughs> it's a great, a great gift. One of the best gifts. Thanks. It's fun. It's definitely fun. But yeah, so I decided, you know what? I'm going to try this. And so I, I looked for a retail space. I couldn't find one. Um, and then I came across one and the woman wouldn't give me the time of day. And so I called my dad and I said, you know, can you help me with this? And he said, you're crazy, you're out of your mind, move back. What are you doing out there? But he helped me. So I yeah. got my first store. Is Luke, history. Does Luke work in the store at all? Does he get involved? Luke does. So Luke has a special rule in the store because okay. it's important. You know, for a while, Luke resisted what it was I did until when you're coming downtown and Ebba's like the central location and everybody leaves their backpack and then like <laughs> takes off yeah. and it's like, it's Oh wait, cool. my mom is kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is kind of cool. Yeah. She's Katona central. Or you have a girl that you have a crush on and she likes to stay a little longer in <laughs> Ebba, you know, that's good too. Um, Does he have his own personalized uh, custom made cologne? No, he's very scent averse. Which is a problem for me. But <laughs> That's his way of rebelling. Yes. He's rebelling. Of course. But he has a rule in the shop. If you're under the age of twelve, you get a free crystal. So that's Luke's rule. So if you're under the age of twelve and you're listening to this podcast, you can come in for your free crystal per Luke Fish. That's nice. My kids go in there all the time and yeah. end up looking for stuff. I for, love your kids. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Right. And, and this and this and this time of year, of that seventy percent. Yes. Oh, that is Katona that mm-hmm. is in your shop. What percentage are men and husbands looking mm. for gifts for their It's my favorite time of year. It is my favorite time of year because of that, because of the, the lost look of... <laughs> <laughs> I've worn that look in your, in right. your store Listen, before. this is we all where have. I excel. I think we can all go on the record <laughs> and say that you've... 
You've done us all very well. well Christmas time, <laughs> Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. We've yeah. all we've yeah. all experienced you've you've experienced that look on but us. But that's fun because I also think it is yes, I only pretty much sell things for women, but I don't think it's a shop that is uncomfortable to be in. Like I no. feel like it it's you know, it's, it's You've got not, great music going all the time. I do. Like it's, I'm a music But this is also one of the virtues of being a local merchant. You know who oh. we're looking to buy for. And, and you know their personalities and what right. they like. Right. I have a and even if you don't know them, I feel like you would know who they are. You, you know yes. the, the, the yes. type. Yes, and I will, I mean, one of, I have three questions usually when someone comes in with that kind of look where it's, they're not purchasing for themselves, but they're purchasing for someone else. And I say, okay, who is the person? Like, is this someone you're close with? Um, and then what's your budget? Because I have so many things. I mean, I could start at $6, you know, we could, whatever it is, we're going to figure it out. And, um, you know, how personal do you want it? So those are, and, that, and then you get to hear a lot about who the person's buying for. Because they'll say, well, you know. I, you know, I really don't know. Or th- she's so easy, but she has everything. Have so. you ever had anybody come in saying, "I really screwed up at home," Ooh. and I really need your help? This gift is going to get me out of the doghouse. Uh, not exactly like that. <laughs> But you could sense disruption but in the force. But it will say just you the know. flops wet. There's a lot of flops yes, wet. yes. There's yes. It's well. Usually, if you see that person, you say, "What's your budget?" I don't have a budget. It's whatever. I don't. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever is my budget gonna, is to avoid the legal fees. Whatever is going to help help the situation. So that would be. Yeah, that situation for to, sure. To the extent you're comfortable sharing it, is there like a has anyone come in the store, a celebrity, a musician, someone that you're like, oh my mm. god, I can't believe you're here. Well, we've all been in there before. I'm aside from. <laughs> I will tell you, I'm super annoyed at the one time Bruce Willis came into the store. You weren't there. I was not there. And he okay. goes into every other store in town, but Eva, and he came in and bought something for his wife, and I wasn't there, but he was helped by my dear friend Dana so he's Dana a huge fan he listens so maybe once he <clears throat> hears you know, he'll, he'll, he'll know yeah, to come back in yeah. um, <laughs> so maybe talk a little bit about what's changing in the town and where you see things going right so obviously we were talking before the sewer is a big thing mm-hmm. that could change the dynamic not maybe directly to your store but indirectly for the town itself. For the yeah. town itself. Like, what, what do you see happening over the next five, ten years? Whether to Katona in general, even to EBA. Mm, I think um, it'll be interesting to see if the myth of the sewers and, like, what, you know, everybody, oh, we can't, you know, it's because of the sewers we can't do that. Yeah. Or once the sewers go in, it'll be this. I think... You know, for retail brick and mortar, it's not going to be a huge change. Um, I think for restaurants, there'll be some movement. Yeah. Even for a place like a hair salon, they use a lot of water. Yeah. So there could be more. There could be more of places like that. Um, I think in general, uh, it you're really the. 
the old school Charles department stores, like we're not, I'm not the seedling of that, you know, I, because I can never just be that and stay that way. They've really kind of carved that out for themselves. Yep. They've, they've been um, sort of the standard, right? For a long time. For a long time. <clears throat> I think it's going to, we're going to lean more toward, I don't know if it can actually happen, but this is what I think should happen in a way. Every place you go into will be an experience. So like if you go into an EBA in three years from now, it will have, Wild Fig Flora will be a part of EBA and so will a bakery. It will be a bakery and a florist and a place to buy a gift, a place for you to commune. Yep. Um, that's really the direction it, I see places that are going to thrive and survive. There's no way for us to, for me alone, to make my rent. I have to do uh, a retail share. So has, there's going to be more sharing. Has the town indicated how long mm -hmm. the streets downtown on that main shopping mm -hmm. district, Katona Avenue, will, will be under construction when the sewer is put in place? Well, there hasn't been a direct communication to the retailers. I, as a resident, have researched it. And you can go on okay. um, the town site and it'll kind of lay it out for you. But my understanding is it'll be in sections. So it won't be the whole street torn up at once. Um, and it'll possibly be completed uh, first quarter of 2021, I believe, or first quarter, yeah, 2021. Okay. Um, and I think Chris Burdick is on it <clears throat> about really not letting what happened to Chappaqua happen to Katona because- They had it from, from sewer? Not from sewer, they else. had a beautification project that went awry and the town was really torn up for a long time. And you know, when you go to look at a house in Katona, you're, you want to see what downtown looks like. Yeah. Of course. And you know, I think it's, I have for a long time said like when the organic food movement started and everybody was pressuring everybody to eat organic and then you'd find someone you know in the corner eating cheetos <laughs> it's a little bit like that like we've shoved the shop local down people's throats that people are hiding in closets ordering on amazon nobody should feel ashamed or shameful if they can't shop local if you can do it you know if you can't that's that's reality like I have to buy my son's Xbox controller online you don't have that in Neba GameStop doesn't have it yeah <laughs> you yeah. know so there are certain things and it's okay it's like having that dialogue and not making people feel pressure is much healthier than people feel guilty and not coming to your store because Oh my God! I haven't been into Ebba in six months, and I don't want to show my face. Like, do you th do you think do you think it's there's less volume of people even walking the streets? Forget shopping for one second. Like, do you feel like there's just less really people? You know what's really interesting that I think is interesting. When I moved to Katona ten years ago, 
there were still like a lot of like the original residents, like the 40, 50, 60 something that were still living in town, right? I think it's interesting because a lot of the younger families that have moved in, um, they're pretty frugal. They're not big shoppers. I'm not saying that these the older generation were bigger shoppers, but they they were te they tended to their town more. You know, I think when I see younger couples, they're they don't have time to shop, but they have time to walk. Mm -hmm. You know, they they're in a stroller. You're not walking in with your two year old shopping at Eva. Yeah. You're like, I'll be back. Oh my God, I'll be back. So it's our lives have changed in a in a way. So that's what I was going to say. I, mean, I remember when we first moved in and we just had our oldest and mm -hmm. it was easier to just of spend course. the afternoon walking through town. Yeah. I can't. There are so few days mm -hmm. that we just get to walk as a family into town because yeah. we're at this activity or of that course. activity. We're just we're never there. Yeah. We're never there. Yeah. And that's why I was asking before about the volume of pedestrians, just the volume of traffic that you see, how that's changed. I think the I think there are pedestrians and but it's interesting on a Saturday morning you don't get any of the young we're all at games. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're all with our kids. That's why you know Sunday's a good day to be it loosens up a little bit. But maybe Saturday's you should turn the nook in. into a batting cage. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, that would be perfect for pitching, Completely. right? It's narrow. <laughs> yes. I see it. So you're um, you're not acting anymore, but you do sing, I or do. do you act? Do you, do you still act? Um, I feel like I act when I sing. Okay, how often are you singing? Not often enough. Um, I probably perform like twice a year, three times a year. Well, when I was with my little um, duet, Julie Rosenberg and myself. We would perform during the art stroll, so we were performing once a month yeah. at EPA. But um, it'll be good to get back to it. It's important to. How often do you sing, just in general? Like, are you practicing, rehearsing? Oh, yes. I do you sing, sing in the store I sing all every the time? Day. Yeah. I sing every day. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to sing for us here? <laughs> totally. Okay. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll we'll get you here out of here on this. I did some major research mm. uh, on you, mm. except I didn't Google you, which I should have done. I only oh, looked boy. at your Facebook page. It okay. says, um, you, so you went to Syracuse University. I did. I can't wait for you to say my major. You <laughs> want to tell people? <laughs> Just what, say it. Just say it. What exactly is nonviolent conflict resolution? Well, I, it sounds like super esoteric, but really it's a form of mediation. So I was, I worked at the Dispute Resolution Center in Syracuse, okay. landlord-tenant disputes, things like that. But then I was hired as a media buyer in advertising. So it's really just. Oh, there! I, that's what I'm in. There's a lot of there's a lot of violence. There can be. <laughs> you know, I was my parenting style is the exact opposite of that. <laughs> that well, well, that your is major was was violence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Resolution through yeah. violence. Yeah. I would say I do very little nonviolent conflict resolution and yeah. yeah, or screaming. How does one be uh, like choose that as a major? Um, you know, I've always been that person that didn't want to do things the normal way. Yeah. Clearly, I mean, I'm just that's. So I think 
I, I think that major just like was glaring at, I just picked it cause it just sounded cool. Yeah. And then it was great because it's philosophy, it's history. It's a lot about the Vietnam war. It's a lot yeah. about a lot of political stuff, but, um, I was also the youngest of four. So I had to hear a lot of conflict in my yeah. house. Um, so I was a natural negotiator, I guess. Actually, I, I, I lied. I do have a, a one or two more questions. Okay. The, Ebba, the store name, if you want yes. to just tell people what, what, yeah, what so the Ebba's name is. Yeah, so Ebba is actually my mom's name. I cannot take credit for naming my business after my mom. I was at a restaurant in Los Angeles. A friend of mine had a friend in from Chicago. We were sitting, waiting to order. I was hemming and hawing about wanting to come up with a name that had meaning for me. She said, ugh. What are your parents' names? I said, Ebba and Richard. She goes, Ebba, Los Angeles, lowercase. Can we order now? <laughs> so that's, that's how great. it came to be. And your mom is Swedish? Yes. Correct? She's Swedish. Do you speak any of the language? I understand Swedish okay. a bit. But growing up, um, my brothers were from my dad's first marriage. Okay. And I came along seven years later. So they, um, my mom didn't feel comfortable only speaking Swedish to me and then not speaking Swedish to them. So she made the judgment to not speak Swedish to me and have us all be sort of part of the same family. So, and I've never really had a thing for languages, unfortunately. <laughs> that would be a good one. Have you been over there? Oh yeah. We would go every yeah. summer pretty much. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. For coming on. Thank you. This is really good. Uh, Good luck with the rest of the holiday season. Thank you. Thank you. And if you're desperate, you know where to come for gifts. Or even even not so desperate. (laughs) I'll have have that puppy dog look. That's um, right. Very soon. I'll be in there in the next week or so. We, um... We're going to skip one part of what we thought we were going to do. If we think we're going to get another podcast in, I'll save my... I was going to have a a year-end sort of like thank you for listening to the podcast wrap-up. But if we think we're going to try and get one more in... We're trying to get one more in. Let's try to get one more in. Let's do it? Yes. uh, You think we need one more? I think we need one more. We can always have one more. Um, All right. So we'll wrap up with that. Um, Thanks again. Uh, Vic, um, this has been Whitlockville, a Katona podcast. And remember to think globally and shop catonally during this this hot uh, this holiday season. Nice. Right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Well, we're listening away today, Katona Whitlockville, with your hosts Craig, Rich, and Dave. Some people claim that they're not that funny. Well, what'd you expect? They're not getting paid.